Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, along with John Thurman of Axis Financial, Philip talks about, is it okay to make my minor kids the primary of contingent beneficiaries of my life insurance policy? And a better strategy for making sure your kids get the money you intend for them to have if you pass early. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode, the Ask Philip podcast with John. Today, talking about uh, life insurance and estate planning. What up, John? Morning, Philip. How are you? I am doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, good. This, this. I don't know about you. This morning was like extremely difficult to like get out of bed. Maybe because oh, it, was, <laughs> it, it is was cold. Like, it was a fight. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it so, is chilly. Good day. Good day. But today we were talking about life insurance beneficiaries and the specific question is you know should you should you name your children as uh, beneficiaries or contingent beneficiaries of your life insurance policies uh yeah the the short answer is no <laughs> um uh you you definitely should uh you know i think a lot of times people their their knee-jerk reaction is that they've they want their, their life insurance money to go to their kids, right? Which is fine. It's just, you know, a risky way to structure it because depending on how old your children are, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, if you have young children and they uh, are nowhere near uh, being adults or uh, being 18, then you're going to have that money tied up in probate. So for example, I've had clients even tell me, you know, a younger couple with younger kids, two and three, and they say, oh, I want my my kids to be my beneficiaries. And if, if I had just let them do that and they didn't have their spouse as a beneficiary, the life insurance money here, the, the surviving spouse needs the money to to replace their income, to take care of the kids, to raise the kids, you know, and now the money's tied up until the kids are 18. And so, yeah, you definitely don't want to have your kids set as a primary. And, you know, in the very unlikely case that both of you passed away, let's say you both, you know, passed away in a car wreck and your contingent beneficiary was your children, it would still be the same situation where your money would be tied up. So um, a couple different options, um, you know, one, the obvious reason or obvious uh, option is that you would have your money go to a trust. So you'd have to set up a trust and then have the life insurance benefit or the life insurance um, death benefit go to the trust. Mm-hmm. And you can really dial that in and have, you know, the trust manage it the way that you want it to. And, uh, and then you'd have a conservator, you'd have, you know, somebody handling the trust for you. So whether that's a you know, the godparent of your kids or, you know, your, your favorite or your most trusted sibling. Um, but a, a much better option. Something else I was going to talk about too, is that, you know, when it comes to beneficiaries, a lot of times people set those, you know, buy a life insurance policy it's been 10 or 15 years and they haven't looked at it in 10 or 15 years. So it's a good idea to review your beneficiary, make sure that, your beneficiary is not an ex-wife. Make sure your beneficiary is not your kids. You know, if you still have younger children, um, you know, anytime you have a situation where you your your life changed and your situation's changed, it's always good to review your beneficiaries and make sure that you know it's not set up that way. I've, I know I've 
know personally, I've talked to people that they have bought a life insurance policy since been divorced. Now they're remarried and they just never thought about it, but their insurance policy was still going to the ex-wife, even though the they had two new children with their new spouse. So um, a situation that definitely could be uh, very awkward and uncomfortable if and when it came to it, if they hadn't changed it or fixed it before there was actually a problem. Now, mind you, if you got a diagnosed with something and you had some time before, you know, your death and you have easy, you'd be able to change that easy. It wouldn't be a problem. But I, I think the more uh, realistic thing is that you die in a car wreck or something that's instant and you didn't have time to change it. And now all of a sudden your ex-wife, hopefully she's on good terms with you, uh, or I say ex-wife, ex-spouse is uh, going to be good and take care of your kids and make sure the money goes to the right people. And that's so important, Rex. I think I don't, I don't, I don't think a lot of people realize that kids can't legally um, under eighteen own uh, own assets, um, mm-hmm. and so that's that's a big one because, like you said, if, if both of us went in a car crash, we definitely would want. The money to get to the kids and so i like i like the idea of the trust being the best option right i, I, I know some i know your experiences with insurance right with insurance or you know definitely with legal work um people like to they don't want to pay the cost mm-hmm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. I'm just, but i'm like well why would you even worry about building the wealth you know like if you right. if you're going to work to build the, the the wealth whether it be saving investing in and buying life insurance then these costs are minimal compared to what you're trying to, you know, build. Right. I mean, right. You know, if it, if it was easy, everybody would, <laughs> you know, be, be well off from previous generations. Right. Right. Well, it's true. And and the, the thing that people don't realize is that it's either going to cost you on the front end or cost your family on the back end. So if you have a will that's or will or trust that's set up properly, not only is it going to remove a lot of headache when it comes time to, transfer assets, but it's also going to remove a lot of the financial you know, headache of it and to make sure the money's going where it's supposed to be and that it's set up the way you want it to. And obviously with the trust, you can dial it in to be super specific, you know, that you're not, your kids are not getting a million dollars at 18 that you can have it, you know, you can do all these stipulations where essentially I've even heard of one where the, the children only get the percentage that matches their income. So basically if the kids are successful, they get more money. If the kids are deadbeats and not doing anything, then they get very little money, you know, so you can set it up where you're basically not putting them in a bad situation. Like if you've got a drug addict kid or or future problematic situation that you're not giving them, you know, a million dollars or $2 million when they turn 18, just to make that problem even worse. That's a that's a very good point. I think I might go ahead, go back and change mine and have a stipulation where, hey, ten percent of whatever pays out at a minimum has to be put into Bitcoin and not touch uh, for, for ten years to make up for any smart any spending mistakes. Smart, right? Yeah, but well, those, <laughs> those things can be dialed in for sure. I just think most important is that you know who your beneficiaries are, uh, where they're where it's going, and that you understand you know the full implications of that because. You know, I don't, I don't think it's something that happens all the time, but, you know, obviously your your whole point is you're trying to plan for the unknowns, right? And I think the more bases you can cover, and, and you said it, like, why why spend all this time and energy building wealth just so it can be that your plan can go completely awry when you do pass away? Now, obviously, you want something set in place to keep it on the same track. And that, and then the whole point is obviously your legacy, right? You're leaving a legacy instead of creating more problems because they didn't know how to 
properly divide it, you know. Yes, sir. Foresight, foresight forethought. <laughs> right. I don't know what the word is. Foresight, <laughs> forethought. One of those. Uh, two. Yeah, sure. Seeing the future. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I appreciate it. So let everybody know where they can reach it. They want to review their insurance policies uh, and beneficiaries um, or, or, or just anything else. Yeah. My email is my first name, John, J-O-N, at AxisFin, A-X-I-S-F-I-N.com. Um, and then my office line is 817-618-3369. All right, John. Well, hey, I appreciate you. And uh, until next week. For sure. Thanks, Phil. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.